0: Welcome to the Austin Action Fest podcast. We focus on filmmaking from idea to distribution and everything in between. We focus on you getting your project in the can and for the world to see. Thank you for listening to the Austin Action Fest podcast. Now let's get cracking.
1: our for our audience members that may not know what's going on right now um, because we have a wonderful elegant um, different voice that has uh, joined us he is from across the pond as some might say and his name is wesley lewis and um, he is an animation specialist and fascinating guy so i just want to say that real quick and then send it back to you chill okay
0: he's a director Co-owner, founder of the Line Animation Studio. I have been a fan ever since I've seen his work. I'm wondering why I'm not seeing your work in movies or on TV. But
2: it will, it will happen. I'm working on it. <laughs> Do
0: you want to get to that? By the way, I mean we're going to your influences and stuff in a little bit. But based in on the work the sheer quality of it, your the lines. Uh, breath, scope and breadth of work. How come we haven't seen your work on on,
2: in a wider audience, expanded audience? Um, I think that's just, I think it's just uh, timing really. I mean, we started off like, so there's six guys at the line, so I'm one of them. Well, six uh, founders, Mm -hmm. Um, but the company is growing year by year. Right. Um, But I think it's just timing. So we are, we do have our own kind of ips and stuff so grand piton is one of them uh, uh ninja rabbit um joyride we are working on a game at the moment as well so i think it's just i think you know this time next year you're going to probably start seeing things or at least seeing some sort of announcement of you know like a uh, something that's longer form right. um so yeah but i think just us working in advertising and like doing game trailers and, and that kind of thing. Right. Helped us to build up our, like our skill set, like how to kind of handle action sequences and um, do character design and all that kind of stuff. So, so basically getting your pipeline into place for, for different things. Yeah, exactly. But I, yeah, it's, it's definitely an ambition. Not all of us have the same ambition. I think <clears throat> some of us like just like working on commercials, like they can work on a commercial for you know, three to six months and then just be done with that. And then I think there's a couple of other people in a company that, you know, they're interested in in trying um, their hand at like long form, like series animation or even um, feature film. I'm right. one of them. I want to, I, I do want to try and do a series, but um, yeah, that's a, uh, I think that's easier said than done, but we'll get there. Definitely
3: no no completely related no uh wesley do you have any uh, intentions of making your way over to america anytime soon um
2: we've we've been we've been speaking about this for a while actually because we actually do have representation in um uh by a company called free agent in the states and stuff so and there's other studios we want to visit out there as well we've got friends in, um so I've even before all this like uh, uh, COVID-19 stuff happened, we were planning to actually come out and go to a couple of studios. We were planning to go to New York and LA as well. So it's definitely something we've been talking about, but for whatever reason, either like a job comes up and we can't leave or global (laughs) global pandemic, so, (laughs) Um, but yeah.
3: (laughs) I think that'd be a good idea, is I think you guys could raise some serious capital here with a crowd fund yeah. or something. Now, the key element to that is you need to make sure that they see your face, right? Because you got like an Idris Elba thing happening. And <laughs> hear the accent. I'm looking at the comments right now. And uh, let's just say that the American ladies are showing you quite a bit of love. Uh that into financing. I just want to put it out there for you in case you didn't know. You know, <laughs> well, thank so, you. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that to
0: <laughs> So, you're pretty. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, I am taken, by the way, so sorry. <laughs> but, um. So,
0: I got to do a, a related to studios. Which animation studios? Do you take influence from like Studio Ghibli, Madhouse, um, a production I.G. You know what what studios uh, influence you on the on on
2: on the animation side? Yeah, all of those um, Bones, uh, Studio Trigger, right? Um, Disney as well, DreamWorks. Like I'm, I guess I I uh, more towards like Japanese studios, but. Yeah, Um, yeah, there's definitely like a Western influence in there as well. Um, There's another one, uh, Studio Ponoc, which is like a kind of, I think a lot of Studio Ghibli guys left and started their own studio, which is Studio Ponoc. And there's another one as well. um, Which one's the one that- Studio Studio Colorado, huh? Which one that burned down or had a fire, I forgot which one. Oh, that was, uh, I think it's Kyoto animation so, studio or I, I, I might be getting a name. I know it was, it's based in Kyoto. I just don't know. I can't remember the name of the studio. So. Right, I'm, I'm forgetting myself. I'm sorry That's sidetracked. No, what was the last
0: studio you're talking about?
2: Uh, studio color, Colorido. Colorido. Okay. So Thank they you. did, um, the, I think the last feature they did, or I'm not sure if it's the only feature that I've done is, um, uh, penguin penguin highway.
3: Okay. The uh you said Bones. Bones did was that Sirai Numori B2 and uh Sword of the Stranger, is that Bones?
2: They did Sword of the Stranger, yeah. Four Mel no, Alchemist as well. Okay. They did a great
3: job with action. Cool.
2: cool, Yeah, yeah, they're incredible. Um they um what else did they do? Uh, Zam Zam D. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that's um yes, yeah, so they've and they do like a lot of like uh, intro sequences as well. Right. i think they've worked with uh Yutaka nakamura a lot and um, who's like anime action god so
0: um so i gotta mention this though powerhouse animation they they did with well, the vampire vampire uh netflix series oh wow um why am i forgetting that um the vampire.
3: Yeah,
0: they did what two or three seasons of that they're a local uh a local studio from Austin and wow so what what do you think about the American versions of anime that you see
3: and what are some of the major differences yeah
2: when you say American I'm not I guess I'm not very clued up on American anime studios but I guess the only thing I can think of is probably something like Avatar or uh i mean i know it was animated in korea like studio uh, uh or mm-hmm. Mia. i never say that word right but um i think like i mean voltron as an example i think looks incredible um but i don't know how i don't know how their production works whether they did all the designs and you know look of the show All the pre-production in the states first and then Then push it off i don't know yeah i don't know how much because shudoma does have their own kind of look and their own style but um yeah i think you know especially like um like you see a lot of uh influence like from japan in in the states like if you look at a lot of like even the the dc animated movies and stuff Right. Um, and the the boarding and like some of the character designs and that like, that, you know Phil Borasa and yeah was those guys. Based on what you're saying,
0: like a lot of character setup, you know the the series bible all that kind of thing is, is done here. Then the rest get kicked off to even in India, Korea, Japan, mm. uh, that, that kind of thing. Um, but I I'm do you know about the boondocks, like the first and between the, the first and
2: second season? I watched the first, I haven't seen the second season. I watched the first season. I actually bought it when it was out on DVD, so I made sure to pick that up, but I haven't seen it in years. It's something I actually wanted to go and revisit, actually, because mm-hmm. I haven't watched it in such a long time. But um, I'm sure that was, I'm pretty sure that was animated in career. I could be wrong Okay. Sorry if I am, like, if I'm getting it wrong out there, but the
0: first season was done in Japan. Okay. Um, I've got Madhouse. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not remembering correctly, but there was communication differences between the U.S. student the U.S. and I think Japan, and it was so bad, the communication was so bad they actually switched to another studio for the rest of the of the three years past that. Okay. So have you ever dealt with that as far as different cultures going across and trading off IP, that kind of thing?
2: No, um, it's something that we've we've spoken about internally. So I think if we were to go and, um, I mean, any shows that we develop and stuff, I mean, my my ideal or my kind of thinking was like, yeah, like let's do a show and then, like we sent it off to Japan and get those guys to animate because they're the best and all this kind of stuff. But then just thinking about it, like we've spoken about, about amongst ourselves, it's like, well, we're an animation studio and we're, we're pretty good. And I think we can get a lot of, like we work with a lot of people around the world and stuff. So if we can kind of do the production in London, because those types of, you know, you don't really see kind of action, anime shows come out of London, you mostly see it. You might see it in like a commercial form, So uh, another shoot I can think of in in London is Golden Wolf. They do kind of like sort of action-y sort of animated thing as well. Um, But if we could actually do an entire series with that kind of feel to it in London, Mm -hmm. then I think I'm more excited about, about that. Like just, you know, I guess showing the world that, you know, British animation isn't just, uh, Postman Pat on pepper Pig. You know what I mean? It's like, we, yeah, we're interested in a lot of, of lot of things. And I think, um, I mean, obviously, you know, if we do a production, we might not be able to, let's say we had a, a series and it was like eight episodes. We probably would only be able to do two or three, but then maybe outsource the rest or something. But, but it's, don't it's dog definitely something.
0: My dog likes pepper the
2: Pig. Don't dog pepper Peppa Pig. I'm not dogging, but <laughs> my niece loves pepper Pig.
1: I wanted to ask you something if y'all have already gone into this I apologize but I wanted to ask how did you get started doing animation and kind of what led you into taking that into a business route (laughs)
2: um it's a bit of a long story I suppose um for me I mean I've I've always been huh
1: you have time go for it
2: that's cool (laughs) Um I've always been into drawing and stuff so I've been drawing like as young as I can remember since 4 or 5 years old and um I think what got me into it is like, I think when I was I mean I've been into animation for a very long time but I think it's when I I guess hit my mid 20s or something that I realized that you can actually do this for a living sort <laughs> of thing so I I went back into study I mean the short stories I went back into study because uh, animation and drawing is two different things. I was right. good enough at drawing, but animation is like a completely different skill set. You know, just because you can draw doesn't mean you can animate. And just because you could be an incredible animator and very bad at, at drawing, like I've seen, which is surprising, but if you think about like a lot of incredible computer. Uh, computer um, Um, CGI, like animators and stuff. They might not be great at drawing, but their timing sensibilities and their posing and all that kind of stuff is like second to none. So, Um, but yeah, so I went back into study. And then I think after that took on a, I worked my first job actually, after studying was um, on The Illusionist. So it's a film by uh, Sylvain Charmé. So the production was based in Scotland. So I lived out there for a couple of years and I was just, Doing um what we call in betweening. So it's basically like you if you have an animator, they're doing like all the key drawings and then you would be an assistant doing all their in-between drawings and stuff. And I learned a lot. You're the grunt that. work. You do the grunt work. Huh? You, did, yeah. you did the grunt work, man. Oh, I did the oh. grunt work. So you did learned,
0: ones and twos and, and you the based on how many frames you did would be would dictate this the smoothness or the quickness of the animation
2: yeah exactly exactly but it's not just the smoothness it's like because the animator would dictate the spacing so sometimes it's not about how many drawings you have it's about how things are spaced and timed as well but um, yeah I learned a lot I'm glad I kind of went that route because I learned a lot from just people that are you know have 20 years of experience on me and all this kind of stuff so I learned a lot and because you're getting different animators' scenes and having to kind of um in between in their work you're you're learning different things and taking the things that suit your sensibilities. right um and after working in illusionist i met i actually met tim at university so tim McCourt is one of the um founders of the line and i think after i was working in scotland i came back to london and uh, like he wanted to do like a short film idea mm-hmm. so it was, um, um we made a film called drawing inspiration together so that was like we thought we'd finish the film in about three months. It took us about a year. But um I worked on that with him. And again, I mean, you can watch the film online. It's it's radically different from anything I do now. But again, on that short, I learned a lot. And I think from there, I did some freelancing. And then I met up with the rest of the guys on other freelance jobs. And we decided to get a studio together, just to get a space so that we could um, uh, you know we just because i was tired of working from home so it's like just running out of space in london and we could you know we're not necessarily a, a, a comp we weren't a company at this point or a collective but we were just like you know if i'm working in a job i might ask for advice from one of the guys or they might ask me for something and then we got this like we were very uh, fortunate to get this opportunity to myself and tim to direct a music video and the other guys happened to be free and we just hired hired them on the project and it worked so well together, we decided like let's uh you know, we should start a collective and that's how the line was born. So we was just, just like six guys just making cool stuff for about a year or two, but then right. about probably about three years and after that it got to a point where we were like, you know what, we should probably either we do this seriously or we stop. So this works and yeah, we did it seriously, and you know, we we started a company. The six of us put some money into it, and then um, three years, we're just we're still going. So, um, so
3: we have a, we have someone ask a question. Uh, if you could please elaborate, why just because you can draw doesn't mean you can animate? If there's can you elaborate? okay. Um,
2: so yeah, so animation and drawing, they are two different skills um so uh, what's a good example so a a good example is like so when we were studying i remember when uh we were given an exercise at at, when i was studying at university and the teacher gave us a it was kind of like a coin that we had to draw around and we had to animate a bouncing ball but we had to use the coin as our templates we had to use the draw the coin, draw the coin sort of thing. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And that was where I just couldn't hide behind drawing. So I could move things around. And because it's drawn well enough, you think, oh, well, it's animated nicely. Whereas someone else might not have the same draftsmanship skills, but they're moving things around. It looks a lot nicer. So it's, it's harder to see. But if you do the bouncing ball test, you can see straight away whether someone's a really good animator or not. And I was one of the bad ones. Like, I wasn't, I just, I couldn't get it. Like other people were making their balls like move so smoothly. Whereas I couldn't use any tricks. I couldn't use like line weight. I couldn't use volume and all that kind of stuff. It was just like literally a circle and making that circle move and giving it personality. Cause we had to also animate the ball, giving it different characteristics. So one was a bowling ball. I think the other one was like a, like a beach ball. And then um, I think the third one was a ping pong ball using the same shape. Okay. And some people like made their balls feel really light or really heavy. And I just couldn't, mine, it just didn't feel right. right. So that's when I really understood that, okay, I have to switch off my drawing brain and try and understand what movement and what animation. Basically the
0: 12, 12 principles of animation that that's what made, that's brought, what brought your work over the top and you're a bit
2: Basically, but I didn't really, I, I think the 12 of animation, like I came to it a lot later, actually in my animation career, because I think, um, I mean, for one, the line hasn't really done anything that is necessarily like super narrative driven where you have to, like if you look at Disney, for instance, when they, Glen Keane, prime example, when he does a character or James Buxley's like the characters look like they're thinking. like You can see in their eyes there's emotion whereas what we do is kind of like very action oriented. Not everything we do is like that but you're not having to think about character and their motivations as deeply as you would if you were doing a feature film. It's not to say that we can't do that. So Three of the Guys for instance they've worked on feature films as animators. so we have the capability, but I think just the commercial work that we've done so far hasn't really needed that. I mean, I guess our earlier films has had some of that, you know, that kind of character thinking, like changing their mind about something and doing, but it's it's almost like now that's where you, you bring acting into it and that's when you bring like emotion into your work rather than just the Aesthetics of something, or how you know cool an explosion is, or how like cool a, a punch is, or whatever. So, how did you meet uh, the
0: other founders?
2: Um, yeah, so Tim I met, um, while we were studying. So, um, Tim McCourt, certainly so I've known him the longest, and then, um, uh, and then the others I met like freelancing um so tim was working i think he was working on a job at a company called partisan and he met the other three it's it's funny because the other th- like one is like bjorn i've always known about bjorn i've always known about his work but i'd never met him in person so he was working in scotland on the illusionist and he was doing like he's an incredible art director so he's doing backgrounds and all this kind of stuff and i was um doing in between at another studio. So we were working on the same production, but we never met. So it's just crazy to me that now, like, you know, we actually own a company together and, you know, he's worked on my projects, I've worked on his and- Right. Yeah. And how long do you think between
0: when you met the first person to when everything got started?
2: So I met Tim two thousand and seven, mm-hmm. I think two thousand six, two thousand seven, and I started. We started. We started the company three years ago. Do like the line actually being being a company. Right. So I guess three years before that is. So yeah, we've been together about six years. Right. I would say. Okay. Give or take a year, I might be. <laughs> right. getting something wrong.
0: Okay, so what do you what do you see as the future of, of the line?
2: Um. Well, we're working on our own IPs, so I am working on uh, Python at the moment. Right. Um, right. I can't say too much about how far that is, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's a couple of people that we would do. A to world watch.
0: premiere right here. You want to make it? I will be happy to see that.
1: <laughs> um, Just saying. Wait a second. So, who are you working with right now? I didn't hear it.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, because I didn't say it.
1: <laughs> Let me ask you a question in the space since you didn't say it. So, I'm going to kind of dance around it. Um, uh, I'm really curious about you know, working for within your own space by yourself and working with, um, what's, what's, what did we say? That which cannot be named. Um, what's different? What do you find? What, how, how does that energy um, change from uh, working by yourself and, and within that environment in your environment? Um,
2: well, we've just, I mean, we're, we're not, we're we're literally at the beginning of something so and even then there's no guarantees on how far it would go um obviously we always try and do our best but you know i i don't i think me working right because i'm not a writer so me actually writing i'm having to learn a lot about writing i've been watching like loads of videos like breaking down and analyzing films and scripts and arcs and i'm and i have so much to learn like so i'm very out of my comfort zone and like i was saying before writing is one of those things i'm finding where i've gone through the whole day and i've put down lots of words and paragraphs but then i don't feel like i've done anything whereas when i'm animating or when i'm drawing it's like okay design a character by the end of the day i've got about five ten pages full of sketches of characters and so you feel like you're working it's almost like like understanding that it's a completely different process Mm -hmm. um
0: but if you work on if you work on the weak things you become stronger at those weak things right so
2: yeah yeah definitely i mean it's it's a struggle for sure but I'm not opposed to doing it. It's like, it's just one of those things that I have to do. And luckily, I have access to good people around me that will, can look over things and help me, help me, help me through it. Like, that's another thing with animation. It's like, it's just a very collaborative thing. It's very hard to do.
1: I, have a question. I don't know many
2: people that do animation by yourself, but
1: so yeah, when you, when you, so when I write or when I, um, when I'm directing, especially, I need to do storyboard. And so my storyboard process is I've, I'm looking for images all over the internet. That's how I do my because I can't draw. And so I can see the story in my head without the writing. But I'm curious when you draw when you're animating. Do you see the story laying out completely in images? I would think that's what you see. You see the story laying out in images that can be translated to easily. Um, well, I guess it's a little difficult for you to write, but do you see the story completely laid out in your head when you're doing it? Um, you understand my question?
2: Yeah. 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 Mostly. I think, um, like so Grand on for instance, like I, I saw sequences that I wanted to, to flesh out. Mm-hmm. Um, Normally for so if we're working on a commercial project, um, the agency or the client would bring us their idea or their script.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we would look at it and then as I'm reading through it straight away, I can see
1: yeah.
2: what kind of camera angle I should use for this or mm-hmm. like, I start visualizing it, but it's almost like you're flooded with loads of things that you've seen before, like, a. There's a, like, there's a language to, to film, I guess, that we're all accustomed to, like we're all yeah. used to seeing. And I think that's what happens. And then it's like, as you start drawing, it's almost like variations of that or like just pushing those ideas a bit further. So um, one thing I can't do, so I can storyboard, but I can't... When I'm storyboarding, I have no idea how long something will take. So... Mm-hmm like storyboard artists have got this incredible talent where they can get a page, do, you know, five or 10 panels on each page storyboard a sequence. And, and by looking at the page, they know how long something will take, what it will feel like, etc. I can't do that. I have to do it in the timeline because I think like an animator first, I think when I'm storyboarding, I actually storyboard in a timeline. So it's Mm -hmm. almost like an animated what's what you call an animatic. So, um, Yeah, I've I've never just storyboarded pages. I've done it for like live action, but live action is slightly different because it's like, you're not having to think, or at least for me, I'm not having to think. Uh, The thinking isn't as uh, detailed for me. Whereas when I'm doing animation, I'm thinking about just how long each sequence will take, how many layers it's gonna go in that sequence. Uh, how big does the background have to be? It's like you have to think about so many things, and in order for me to do that properly, I have to. I might thumbnail it quickly on a page, but once I start, right? I want this sequence. Then I just do it in a timeline. So based based um, on what you just said,
0: and what basically you, could, you can go from starting pose to the end pose to to the one in between, right? So. Either you're in between all that or you're having someone in the studio in between that and based on the number of frames, you can see how, how fast or slow that action can be, right?
2: Yeah. Um, yes, but I would And that's, yeah, that's the thing. A storyboard artist might be like first pose and last pose, but I I, I would draw at least two two or three poses in between that. Right. Because right. I, again, I can't, if I just do two poses, my sense of timing is completely off. And then when I have to actually animate those poses in there, right. all of a sudden now I don't have enough time. I guess I do it that way because like on the back end, when you start production, mm-hmm. I want to leave, uh, um, I don't want to be experimenting in production. Necessarily. Oh, no. I want to have everything, worked out in storyboards and animatics so by the time i get to production if i have to add a second onto a scene or take off two seconds it's not too bad but if i'm adding on five or ten seconds that can get exponentially bad for a production and then you start arguing with your producer yeah i I have a question
0: so I, Uh, i know about what you're talking about
3: so I have a question. So you guys do a lot of different types of animation. You worked uh, extensively with in game companies because we got a question about gaming earlier in the panel.
2: Uh, yeah. So we, um, so we've uh, worked with, I think three game companies now. So um, I directed three projects. I done one with. Right games. There's another one. It's on our website. Um, uh, what was the other one? Yeah, Right games. So we did the True Damage video last year.
3: Okay.
2: Um, and then there was one. It's like a kind of uh, they do retro games. Uh, Chucklefish. Okay. Um, so I did a intro. So I think a lot of games companies now are like. You know, they want like a cool intro sequence to their game or whatever. Or even just a trailer or something like, mm-hmm. and you you know what you're drawing might not necessarily look anything like what's in the game, but <laughs> it's still like a cool <laughs> thing. It's still like a cool thing to see for them to like you know to have those characters like kind of fleshed out in a in a big action sequence or. Um, gotcha. Whatever. It's always so, yeah. I'm not gonna
3: lie. I used to uh, play the RPGs, and. I'm more of an action RPG person now, but I used to play the RPGs and they have all these cool cinematics and all this stuff animated in the beginning and then you play the game. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh no. Oh yeah. I gotta
0: say, a prime example of that was Transformers, the uh, the commercials you would see this awesome animated sequence right you know and then you know having you know get to the the, to the kids you know messing with the toys and whatever then then you see the series i'm like what the hell happened you see this (laughs) wonderful wonderful thing it glorious it's beautiful you go to the tv series like
3: yeah. It's so it's the so frustrating. Floyd, Washington do not necessarily represent all the opinions of everyone affiliated. Disclaimers But I
2: you think know, it bought goes from his like
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> even even shows like you know, like Thundercats for instance, which right. is still like one of my all time favorite opening Definitely. Like sequences to like any like um, even like when I did Ninja Rabbit, people were like oh I can see where you were re- re- really influenced by Thundercats. So I'm like of course, like I'm a- influenced by the like the best out there, and the Thundercats are that's the best right. out there. But there's some episodes that that might be a little bit dodgy, and there's a couple of episodes that are really animated really well, and I think that's just down to like timing and production. You know, right. like not every episode can be. <laughs> as good as the intro sequence, and then the summit, epi- or even parts of an episode. So if you look at like a lot of, um you know, what's that famous? Uh, not, not that I've watched Boruto. I've watched a movie, but I haven't actually watched the series. But there's like a famous, I think episode sixty-three or no. sixty-two, like where it's like they had all these new animators on it, and like oh, the man. the animation sequence in it is insane. Like what we're talking about, like, you're talking like, Boruto. A burrito. I think it's episode 63. I could be wrong, but it's yeah. either 62 or 63, but it's like a a very famous episode where it's like, you guys there's an action sequence in it for like, I don't know, five or 10 minutes and they just go insane. And it's like mind-boggling. I gotta look, I get book, I gotta
3: look it up because I'm curious because if you see here, I don't know if you can see this. These are the, the sneakers oh. I ordered.
2: Oh, that is, damn. Oh,
3: that is Itachi, And that's wow.
2: What a trip. Did Nike actually make that? <laughs> no, <laughs> Wow. It <laughs> <laughs> that took me like two months to get them, man. It yeah, was I need that on my month. shelf, man.
3: I'm an Itachi fan. He's put it out there, Itachi. Itachi's my man's, my man was committed. But speaking of, you mentioned uh, the Turbo Atomic Ninja Rabbit i'm going to try to see if we can show people i put some links in the watch party we got going on Um, i'm going to try to see if i can show people uh the the majesty of ninja rabbit because (laughs) uh you know that's actually how we got to uh that's how i actually got to see you that's how we got to see you the first time i was like hey man this guy's doing some amazing work Uh, if I can figure out how to move it to the right screen, because I don't know how to use any other stuff. There it is. Boom.
1: We can see the video, Ben.
3: Yeah,
0: we can okay. see it. Just play it. You
1: it now? Yep. Yeah. we can see it. There you go. It's playing. seen this. <laughs> trying to advertise for free. and
0: everything.
3: Look at those beats,
0: <laughs> right? Don't know um. what you're talking about. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, that giraffe is hard. Okay.
0: Yeah, the, the yeah, the energy. That's, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's, all they
3: get. That's all they get for free. That's all they get. <laughs> they,
1: oh, like that. Yeah, that like,
3: was dude. bananas. We are in a film fest and someone played that. I said, what are we looking at right now? Yep. This is hard. When does it come out? Is there a yeah. Kickstarter? What are we doing? That's what, that was my reaction when I first saw that.
2: Very yeah, nice. I, yeah, people have been asking me for years when I'm gonna make it into a series. I I definitely want to. I I've written some stuff down and we've done some sort of development work for it. So um it might be a while, but I do wanna do something with it. I just felt like I think Grand Piton was just a lot more personal and a bit more important, which is why I've
3: mm-hmm.
2: working on that at the moment. But
0: gotcha. admittedly, when I watch Grand uh, mighty grand. Piton, piton, um That that actually affected me a little bit more, because I got to see. Um, it could be any child, but I got represent, representation from a dark little, you know, little black little girl, uh, which hmm. you don't see at all. And if you see that, and if you do see him, you see him with big lips. You see him with, you know, just complete non-representation. I'm not accurate for they're not they don't represent black people. They're more ins, insult it's more insulting. So when I saw Monty Grand Peton, it blew me away. Well. I'm like, oh my god, this is beautiful. You know, okay. along with, you know, you know, the water, the the girl running at, you know, the bo- little boy running at her her uh it's her running running really fast past the little brother, the emotion. That went with that, with that having that uh, a boy and his dog kind of thing with the girl and the giant and the giant robot. I would I'm, I don't blame you you know. Plus you got the whole mecha thing with with the robots. we Definitely. need to
1: see. We need to see that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I'm I'm working on that.
2: <laughs> I'm working on
0: that. I promise. See that I agree. I that's, always I, I
2: always agree. say that like even with Ninja River I was like. Yeah, I'm working on it, so I like, but this one I am definitely like, you know, and again, like just building up the company and, you know, like trying to get to a place where the company's basically kind of sustaining itself has has taken a while as well. So even if I wanted to do Ninja Rabbit straight afterwards, I think it would have been very difficult at least to do it on our terms. And I feel like anything we're developing now, like we definitely will... I mean, I think we we probably would have to partner up with someone, but I think because we have our own company, our own infrastructure, right. I think we have a lot more, we can definitely have a lot more say in what we put in and what we don't put in, right. just simply because we've, you know, we're doing it, doing it ourselves. Whereas I think back then where you're kind of like almost independent. Right. Like, it's very easy for your ideas to kind of, not that I'm saying anyone has tried to do so, would we'll do this, but right. it's very easy for your ideas to kind of get sidetracked or, you know, your vision being distorted because you're, you know, big a bigger company's paying for you to kind of make this thing and it just starts going in a direction you might not necessarily want it to.
0: Did you, did you see, or did you, or has anyone come to you as far as producers, studios, whatever, saw saw any of your pieces and offered you uh, a contract or or something to produce this a few and some big names why did you turn them down <laughs>
1: uh, um, <laughs> I think he, wants create, he wants to create a control probably. i know i know um yeah, partly so my
2: can you guys hear me properly still yeah yeah yes. Yes. all right cool um yeah. I think sometimes it's timing. Sometimes it's the format. So, you know, companies have... It's its a, it's a host of things. Like,
0: yeah.
2: it could be, you know, maybe you'd have to give up a lot more of it than you want to. Right. Um, or it could be, you know, they're looking for a feature film, whereas I've always... It's weird. I've seen so many incredible animated feature films that just don't, for some reason or whatever, only stays within the animation community or within a subculture. It never gets... I don't know that. Even bigger names like, you know, Iron Giant, for instance, which I think is an incredible film, but that just never got marketed in the way it should have. And it's only really like you... You know, and I'm not complaining from that, but it's like you know, Sony, like Disney or Pixar, <laughs> or DreamWorks, like the bigger companies or Sony that that get that kind of marketing, like right. you know, Spider Verse, incredible film. So, you know? so they need to
0: have the not only make the film, but have the back end of actually advertising it, so it can it can be a project. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I and again, it's it's a, and with two D animation as well, it's like it's one of those things where I mean, when was the last time you saw a 2D animated film in, in the cinema. Like I've seen some, you know, Ernest and Celestine. Um, there's a one called, uh, is it the long, uh, I can't remember the name of it now.
0: They got, they got so, so many
2: and Grumman all day. Huh? They got Wallace and Gromit all day. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I love the, I love those. It's like, it's not like I'm against 3D animation. Sure. I love D animation. and I love what, any animation that gets to the cinema is a win, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. But like two D animation, especially from France, like there's a film I saw. Um, I think it's done really well in China, actually. It's um, it's a Chinese film. It's a legend of, legend of hey mm.
1: It's
2: an, like it's incredible. that like, this film, like two D animated film, and you just don't see that promoted. So whereas I think if you go the series route, you kind of build up a bigger following over a longer right. period of time. This is, I could be completely wrong. I'm not a marketing expert or anything like that, but I just feel like
3: there are people that didn't find, like, that are just watching Naruto. You know, and I have friends, like, I just introduced my wife to One Punch Man, and she's, this is hilarious. She has no reason to have seen it. It had to get through the, the fans, yeah. early adopters, and then finally we bring in people and tell them.
2: But yeah. Whereas if you released a One Punch movie in a cinema, I don't know. I don't see it doing well. Like <laughs> not because it's bad. It's just because yeah. Not people don't really know about it. Like it's you it's very. Whereas like, you know, anyone who's watched it on Netflix. I mean, I love One Punch Man. Like I like I'm in love with that show. So, <laughs> and again, it's it's always a series that seem like to get some sort of traction. Whereas when you talk about movies even with our with other animators when i talk about some of the animated movies i've seen they haven't seen it because oh. again it just doesn't get unless you're like following sites like katsuko or cartoon Brew or anything like that you just don't really see it so i just and again i could be completely wrong but the way i've always thought of it is like if i do a series and mm-hmm. that happens to people having to love that then maybe i can make a movie off of that but i would hate to make a movie because Making a movie is a lot of work, and Mm -hmm. you don't know. I mean, animation is a lot of work, period. But I think making a movie, because you want to give it that fidelity and all that detail and have all, you know, shadow levels and this kind of stuff. Exactly. And for it not to be seen, is kind of heartbreaking to me. And I don't really want to put myself through that. that,
3: That's the struggle of all independent independent filmmakers. And it's funny. Looking at, I'm actually looking at your page right now for the Mighty Grand Pizza and I just want to throw this out there. Maybe see if we can get Wesley to blush blush a little bit. Uh, One person writes, y'all need to stop playing and make a series. That's the first comment on your page. They're like, like, right, for real, they really do. That's what everybody's saying. This has an animation of of an anime, but the design and style of an American cartoon. This looks pretty great. Then you know, the guy says, "The first watch. It's so it's like Gigantor, but in the Caribbean. If you watch it, <laughs> he's a mighty grand." So, like, <laughs> people, people are watching are watching this project, and they want to see. They definitely want to see more of it. So, right.
1: yeah. do, you, do you think that um, well, the trends right now, because of COVID, is moving towards animation? So, true. this is a really Fantastic opportunity, a time to look at your your gift that can come out into the space a little bit more.
3: Got an advantage.
0: You
1: um, also yeah, have an advantage on us. us. <laughs> we'll champion you any way you need Yes. You, yeah.
0: yes. you also have have that uh, what is her name? Uh, Rena Mae? Yeah. yeah. Um she can sing her ass off.
2: Oh, I yeah, bought
0: Grand time on on Amazon on um, uh, yeah Amazon Play.
2: support. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: she, my daughter knows she's a Grand <laughs> <glider, baby>. Peeton. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it, you know, the ancillary stuff and stuff. You, you have it, so gotcha. Up and down the chain, you you have all of this behind you, um, all parts of the production behind you. So
2: yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, and like I said, I could be completely wrong about maybe like if I was just to go straight to feature, mm-hmm. maybe that would, because you, you just, I mean, you, you, put stuff out there, you just don't know how big it's gonna be. I like a
1: series um, idea. A series idea. I, I
2: like a series. <laughs> I just think a series, it's like you get time, you spend more time with the characters. You do. It. There's something about waking up you know, even when I was growing up, waking up on Saturday morning, putting on galaxy rangers or Mm -hmm. there's, there's something about that, that has never left me. Whereas cinema experience is something slightly different. Like, you know, you get up, you get your cereal, you watch your series, whatever it is like in the comfort of your own home. Mm -hmm. I think there's something to that. It's like, I'm not, again, I'm not opposed to doing uh, uh, movies or anything like that. It's just more like, I think I'm looking at this through the lens of my own childhood and I'm like, I would have loved to see this on, on the just TV. spend more time with the characters. But also, there's exactly. another good
3: example. It's like, look at World of Warcraft, right? So if you had World of yeah. Warcraft just come out with the movie that they did with all the budget, this is World of Warcraft. Hmm. Okay, it probably would have done okay. But after having multiple games, You found your audience, you've marketed multiple clips and scenes and games to your audience. Now when the movie comes out, there's people who are like dying to see this thing. So I think that's a, that's a very strong way to get that out there. And also like, like, like I've watched every Naruto movie that's come out because I had what I've watched the whole series. And so I wanted to see any, and I already knew I was invested. You know what I mean? So I was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He released them. I was buying them. I've watched every DC movie. I've watched every Marvel movie. The DC movies are better, even though Marvel is is best. DC animated movies are better. I have to.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. That's all. <laughs> Just saying. But
3: because yeah. I was already invested in these characters, I was willing to watch every movie they put out.
2: So. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. It's um. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that like we have thought about at the line and, we, and we've discussed it at length. And I think um you know I, I really and I don't just want to do a series for doing a series sake, I I really want it to be like a high quality series because if the line are gonna do it and we're gonna be leading that charge, we want it to be good. We don't want it to come out and be you know, so it'd probably be like a six, eight episodes or something, rather than doing thirteen, fourteen episodes, and then gotcha. you can't get the quality in every single episode. So I'm really like, I mean, I got we got a long road ahead of us, and like again, and we've had a, an amazing response, not just from where you know my family's from, Saint Lucia, all over the Caribbean, all over the world, like people of different backgrounds, ethnicities, and stuff. It? How do you say it? Saint Lucia? Nope. Well, Caribbean. Caribbean? Okay. <laughs> I say Caribbean. You Caribbean. say Caribbean. We you guys say Car- Caribbean. Okay. So, on, <laughs> uh, on that. Note, Is it Dominica <laughs> or Dominica? <laughs>
0: <laughs> on that note, we have as much as I like to go on. Uh, we have to get. But are there any other projects, uh, upcoming projects, commercial, personal, otherwise that you want to advertise? Real quick. Uh,
2: nothing. <laughs> no nothing i could talk about unfortunately <laughs> well, again world premiere right here you don't mind. We, we do we do have some things um just like small like like what we normally do like commercial projects that okay, okay. you know we'll be releasing later on uh this year we we are working on a game actually um so one of the um directors is working on a kind of small kind of beautiful looking little game sort of thing so we're excited about that um but yeah we're just like you know we're we're doing we're doing well with the commercial stuff so you know and we we're just attracting a lot of talent as well so we're working with some really good people that okay you know and we're able to kind of like have this environment for them to kind of like shine and you know experiment and and do things, so.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, we would like to invite you back, not only to next year's festival, but a couple times, or one or two times throughout the year. Um,
2: so we can we can have a chat. Because, oh, and, cool. man. You're 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 hopefully just... next year I can be there in person.
3: Yeah, well, hey, yeah, also- I when don't you're, mind. When you're doing these events- I'm down for that, man. These projects that are coming out, make sure you send us like trailers or whatever, so we can share you know, Austin Action Fest isn't supposed to just be about this moment right here. It's like going throughout the year when filmmakers and animators are, are creating this content, send it to us. We push it out to our, our people on our Facebook and on our social media. If, we, if we're all, you know, small and independent and we don't have the networks that, the, that Hollywood has, it means we've got to be more unified culturally. Than Hollywood mm-hmm. is, and that's how we can overcome any sort of you know problems or lacks of resources. Right. And yeah. On okay. that note, uh what's the best way for people to follow you, keep up with what you got going on? What what social media or whatever is the best way to, to track you?
2: Um so you could look at so it's the uh, the line I can't remember now, Instagram, line animation, um Instagram, um my Instagram, uh Libra Bear. Although I haven't posted in a while. No, <laughs> you not that I know. <laughs> but, um, oh. Facebook, I'm not really on, I'm not on that much actually. Um, so yeah, it's mostly Instagram for me. Okay. Basically. So, yeah, um, I'm going to start posting again soon. But, okay. Okay. Um, I've been well, to it's good to have you. Yeah.
0: We'll be speaking again, uh, um, whatever format that you're, that you're comfortable with and we have our next panelist, Michelle. Um,
2: but thank you, thank you, Wes. Thank you, guys. Nice yeah. talking thank to you. Very you. much. Good luck for the rest know. of the festival. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Austin Action Fest podcast.